Hello everyone out there. This is Peter Harris from Commercial Property Advisors, author of the book, Commercial Real Estate Investing for Dummies, and coach and mentor to many commercial real estate investors all across this great nation of ours. The title and subject of today's podcast is Three Biggest Mistakes Apartment Syndicators Make. We get the awesome privilege at our company, Commercial Property Advisors, to educate uh, teach our students to own and operate and invest in commercial real estate all across the nation. One of our last student deals, the student's name is Jaden. It's a 48-unit apartment building that Jaden purchased for $3.6 million. He raised $595,000 for the down payment from investors, so he syndicated the deal. But the best part of it is two things. Number one, he owns over 40% of the property, right? With all those investors, Jaden is taking 40% of the deal, but guess what? He only put in $30,000 of his own money into the deal. How in the world did that happen? Well, two things. Number one, he got the right help. And number two, he avoided the three biggest mistakes apartment syndicators make. So I'm gonna share with you what those are so you don't make those mistakes and so that you can put yourself in Jaden's shoes. Let's get started. All right, we're gonna start with probably I see as the biggest mistakes. I have deals coming across my desk every week. I take a look at them. Sometimes I give a thumbs up. Sometimes I just shake my head at who put this together? And the reason why I, I react like that is because a lot of the beginning, even intermediate syndicators make a mistake with being overconfident in a performance, which I'll go over in a second. A performance is how you project your income and expenses for an intended result. Now, what I'm going to share with you here will save your behinds from making big mistakes. All right, so let's get started. So an overconfident performer, meaning you being overconfident in what the property can do in the future, is going to lead to you missing your investor payouts and missing your projections, okay, of how the property could do. That's what you don't want to happen. That's the anti-role of a syndicator. And you don't want to miss investor payouts. So most times the overcompetent performer, we'll start with the, with the three sections here. The first one is rent. So for any given deal that you syndicate, let's say you have your, your actual rents at 900, you have your performer rents at 1200. So you believe that once you renovate the units, get the thing stabilized, you can go up to uh, $300, I'll say $1,200. The problem is, because you're overconfident, in reality, you can only reach 1000 So you didn't reach 1200 you reached 1000 When this happens, you just miss your investor payout and you lose face with the investor. The solution to this is to know to the intimate detail of your rental comparisons, your, your competition around the area, what their rents are, what their rents could be, right? Number two is you need to have a, a local expert, the, the, the local property manager who, who operates apartments just like yours with the higher rents and getting their buy-in of you taking your rents to the future rents because they're the ones signing the lease. They need to budget this out themselves and believe in it themselves that you can achieve those rents. This is not just based upon your data. That's being overconfident. And number three is experience. You have to have experience and knowing how this how this can go up. You gotta have that gut. That only comes from experiencing gray hair. Number two, the second mistake here with being overconfident is 
not understanding thoroughly your deal cap rate versus your market cap rate. Your deal cap rate is the cap rate of the actual deal. The market cap rate is what the cap rates are of your competition. So ideally, you want your deal cap rate to be higher, end up higher than your market cap rate. Now, today's market cap rates, today market cap rate compression is not happening. Let me explain that. In years past, prior to this year, market cap rates have been slowly dropping. They don't move very quickly. Slowly dropping. When market cap rates drop, property values go up. So today, the market rate compression, meaning going down, is no longer the case. It has either stopped or it has dropped slightly. That means property values aren't skyrocketing like they used to. So that means if you project when you're going to do a refinance to pay out investors or a sale to pay out investors, if you project at 5.75 and you miss it, but it ends up being 6%, so you miss it only by a quarter point, guess what happened? You missed your investor payouts. You have egg on your face with the investor because, again, you are overconfident in your performa. The solution is to underwrite conservatively. That is the solution. How do you underwrite conservatively? Through experience and having data to back up your decisions, having experience to back up decisions. So this is really important. The third one is, this is a biggie too, and this is easy to resolve, but hard to kind of predict. So number three is underestimating operating expenses on a property. When you underestimate expenses on the property and you have higher than expected expenses, guess what happens? Your NOI drops, which means your cash flow drops, which means your property value drops. So the three biggest areas that I see apartment syndicators messing up on is on repairs, maintenance, and supplies. They miss this area only because of lack of experience. They do not own properties in this part of Texas, for example, and they underestimate what repairs and maintenance supplies will cost in this area. Did you know that if you were in Dallas, as opposed to you go 40 miles east, you know that expense ratios are different? Just by a 40 mile difference, they're different. We have that data. The second area where they mess up with operating expenses is capital expenditures. So you get into operating a property and all of a sudden you open up a wall during your renovations and poof, you got to change the entire plumbing stack. Like, OMG, I don't have money for that. Or you're out there mowing the lawn, you look down, you see a puddle of water, right? Oh, it's nothing, but it is something. An underground pipe just burst. Oh, that's $8,000. Been there, done that. So those type of things can happen if you underestimate in your budgeting, budgeting uh, operating expenses and capital expenses. And number three, what can ruin your operating expense budget is having a poor property manager. So the solution here is data. You have to have data. Our company, because we gather data from all across the country, we can tell you what, what operating expenses could be in Oklahoma City versus Dallas, Texas. And there's a big difference there. And next is know-how. Know-how meaning you have to know how to to manage the management, and that's a skill because, uh, well, I won't go there, but you know, a property management is a very important part of being an apartment syndicator. That's just number one. That was number one, an overconfident performer, okay? It will cause you to miss investor payouts. Now, that was just number one. Let's go to number two. Here is the second biggest mistake that apartment syndicators make. Number two is giving away too much to the investors. Here's what I mean by that. Sacrificing 
the purpose of commercial real estate investing at the altar of having commercial real estate ownership. Here's what I mean by that. As you may be a beginning apartment syndicator investor, you wanting so badly to be a commercialist investor that you give up too much equity or too much ownership, but you do all of the work. Don't do that. Don't do that. As I mentioned before, a few minutes ago, our student, Jaden, raised $595,000 for his 48-unit apartment building. He contributed $30,000, and he got to own over 40% of the deal. How did he do that? How did he do that? He did that because he knows his worth. He knows his worth. We have another student. Their investor put in all the money, and they split the deal 60-40. How do they do that? That's the direction I want you to go is both of those students knew their worth. Here's what they're worth. They studied with us. They found the deal and it took months, months to find us the right deal. That each, each of their deals has a 2x multiple. That means in five years, they have doubled their investor money. Now, before joining our program, they couldn't do that. So isn't that a skill worthy of being compensated for, if you can take someone's money in five years, double it. Do you have that skill now? You probably don't. They do, so it's worth something, okay? Next is, they arranged the financing. Both deals have favorable financing. They've done all the due diligence. They're working on the working on managing the property management, and they're using uh, our software and third-party software to manage the whole thing. Isn't all of this part of knowing your worth and why you should be compensated accordingly. Now, the second thing is not only knowing your worth, but know how much to give away. You have to know that. So yeah, Peter, I, I know I'm, I'm worth all this, but how much do I give away? Well, in order to calculate that, you have to know the following things. You have to know your deals, ROI, your return on investment. You have to know how to calculate your investor's return on investment. You have to know how to conservatively put together a performa to look at the future as we discussed a few minutes ago. And also you have to know how to measure the market's performance for a given deal. And all of this information needs to be on one spreadsheet so you can see everything while sitting in front of you, talking with your coaches so you can understand how the deal is gonna perform so you can predict what the returns could be so you can tell your investor I could pay you this and actually meet those expectations. So you have to know all of this. So this number two is probably the most important thing here is for beginning syndicators giving away too much. Let's go to number three. All right, here is the final one, the third biggest mistake apartment syndicators make. All right, number three is not monetizing dead deals. Every deal that you look at is not going to close. Every deal that's a good deal, you have the, of the utmost intention to close on it. For whatever reason, that good deal did not close. It could be for financing, due diligence, etc. for whatever reason. But it's still a good deal. So I want you to do this instead. So try to make money from the deal. As a beginning syndicator, you're going to need cash for inspections, for appraisals, for earnest money, for attorney costs, all those things. And that money can add up. Why not, after you put all this time and effort traveling to the deal, getting it under contract, doing your due diligence, all of that, and then just passing the deal if it's not for you? No. 
Instead, I want you to try to make money for the deal. Here is the ideal uh, deal to have, the deal with the, the right attributes to make money from. If your deal that you're passing on is priced out to market, if you could increase the rents and force your appreciation, and is located in a good neighborhood, then what I want you to try to do is to try to wholesale the deal to another buyer. Don't just pass up on a deal and let it go if it's not for you or for it falls out of contract for whatever reason. Try to make money for it, especially if you are a beginning apartment syndicator. All right, everyone, I hope you enjoyed this. If you like to learn uh, what our other students have learned about syndication, go ahead and apply to our protege program. We've helped students from East Coast to West Coast, North and South of the US do these types of deals.